Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 30. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Trop. And yes, you're right. That is the old theme music. Andy said he didn't like the old stuff. Somebody else in the chat room last week sounded said the, the new music seemed a little outdated, a little too corporate. So uh, so we, we decided we were going to cave to pressure and return to the old theme song until Andy might find something new. Corporate, I love it. like we're, like we're sellouts or something. <laughs> no doubt. Oh gosh, that was fun stuff. Anyway, folks, we are here. We are excited to share with you uh, some more technology for uh, helping our small to medium sized businesses become a little bit more proficient, effective, and uh, profitable. And Andy, I'll tell you what, man, I have fallen in love with to do lists, workflows, and and all kinds of good stuff. Yes. Now, let's be clear. We love our wives dearly. They're number one. We love Jesus. We love our kids. But we do have a growing affection um, for our iPads and for how they're making our lives better. Because, frankly, it's not about toys for me, though that's part of it. Um, you know, it's about productivity and, um, and, and enjoyable productivity, frankly. So yeah. we, got, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. I will, and some of those, some of those are going to be iPad related, of course. Exactly. I, you know, just a real side note is talking about the a toy. Uh, if if you had ten dollars to play on, uh, spend on a toy for your iPad, X yeah. X Plane Nine X hyphen okay. Plane. Uh, I tell you what, it is the most awesome uh, flight simulator, oh, <laughs> dude. I, I can nice. finally land a Cessna now. <laughs> I've taken off, taken off, no problem. Landing, that's, right. Landing. that's tricky. You know what? And you do have to do both. You do yes. have to do both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you run out of fuel. Yes. All right. Yes. So fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing to do there with business. But uh, Outliner though is is a program. You heard me talking about this, and uh, you know, obviously, yeah, I got tired of you talking about it, so I bought it. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't I can't disagree with you unless I tried it, right? Uh, which actually, though, Cliff, um, that's true most of the time, except for the iPad, because everyone I know that hates the iPad doesn't own one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know anybody that owns one that doesn't love it, right? And I'm right. not talking anyway, about people sorry. that like it, but anyway, yeah, that's a whole yeah. other that's a whole other story. But here's the deal: uh, Outliner, been talking about it a lot. Um, it's it's really hard for me to explain what this program does, um, but but it's just exciting because it makes my life better. It makes it easier. It, it makes it more efficient, and, and it and it it really works the way my mind works. How, how I mean, now when you got this program, because you you heard me talking about it, you finally were convinced. You were influenced to purchase, spend the four dollars and ninety nine cents to invest in this piece of software. When you opened it up, what did you think about it? Um, well, you know, it's sort of like opening a package of seeds. There's not much to look at until you plant them, you know. So I wasn't like overwhelmed like it's amazing. But, uh, you know, now that I'm starting to use it in my workflow, uh, I like it. Yeah. 
how like how would you describe Outliner? I mean, it, it, I find that I'm I'm finding it difficult to really explain what Outliner does. Well, I mean, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it. I don't know, but I, I you know, I I find it to be a place where, and it's it's funny because. There's just all these different companies that are coming out with things, all these different products that you could sort of do. I mean, there's other to-do or task managers, things like that. You know, we have our tasks in high-rise and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's about, it's about having things in one place for me. It's yeah. about not having to go to that many more sites and, and um, you know, it just fitting in with how my mind works. And um, so we're going to talk about some of those things specifically about how to use something like Outline or how to use to-do lists to, to work better in your business flow. Um, because frankly, I know a lot of people that use something like Outliner, uh-huh. um, but they're just totally overwhelmed by it. They always have lists, but they never get done. And that's not yes. helpful either, you know? Yes. Well, let, let me just say this. It, uh, Outliner is not just a to-do, a to-do list thing. I, I actually am using it for my to-do list. Um, it, it is a great way to, to track a to-do list. But for me, it allows me to to mind map workflows. Uh, the whole idea is that you can you can write down a list of like main categories, and then each one of those can branch down into a subcategory, which branches down to a subcategory, which branches down to a subcategory, and you can collapse or uncollapse all of those things so that you can only look at portions of what you're looking at. Let me explain to you where this came in very handy for me. Sure. I have gspn.tv plus man membership and uh-huh. talk about things not being all in one place when somebody, well, here, I'll, I'll give you an idea. Uh, matter of fact, I am going to go to, uh, let's see, plus membership workflow. Uh, check this out. This is one category. It says if a new plus member comes in and then you look at the, you look at the next category, you, you look at the next thing. It says, number one, I need to go in and uh, I need to approve their registration. Now, mm-hmm. here's the situation. Now, under that, there are things that you need to know. Number one, we need to set their password to quote unquote this. If it's a monthly, leave no expiration date. If it's annual, you need to make the expiration date on the first day of the following month of the next year. Uh, this is the only time, by the way, that will allow the system to send an email. Now, the reason I, I created this workflow for my virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. So the next step is is add the plus member to the gspn.tv mailing list and make sure that you enter yes in the plus member field. Uh, and also if it says, if they said they wanted to be on the plus member mailing list or podcast answer man plus member mailing list, you also need to add them there. Mm-hmm. Next, you need to set them up with a forum ID. If they have an existing forum ID, you need to add the plus member badge. If they have, if they are requesting a new one, make sure that you add them and then also give them the badge. That sounds uh, pretty simple to me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then the yeah, you think, but the thing is, is did you, you not have that written down somewhere? This was not written down. This was all in my head. That is so, scary. But dude. He, every single thing, everything I've done, all of these tasks, all of this stuff was in my head. And so now it's like you know, these these things take up a lot of my time throughout the day. And these are these are those tasks that I should be delegating to someone. Well, I could right. never delegate it to someone because I've never written it all down. I just do this stuff. And right. and of course, it's like and what I was doing, I was actually setting up scheduling uh, go to meeting and I was I was saying, OK, now here I'm going to show you how I do all this stuff. And I would have her take notes. 
you know, and, right. and I found that it's like, okay, well that's working. She's getting it. But even still, it's like, oh, I forgot to say, I, I forgot to tell you this. You know, it's just like, what do I do if this happens? Oh, I forgot to tell you, this is what you do in that situation. Right. So I right. didn't have it all mind mapped out. And so that I even, even though I'm delegating, I found I was being ineffective in my delegation. So it's like, man, this software came along. It's like, wait a second. You know what? I'm going, I'm going to write out the workflow and, and you know what? To this day, I still have not given this workflow to my virtual assistant. You know why? Because why? I'm actually going through it. And every time I add a new plus member, I go through this list and I make myself follow through it. And I'm always, you know, a couple times here, I'm like, oh, I need to add this step. Oh, I need gotcha. to add that. Yeah. And then once I have it honed down, then I'm like, okay, here's this workflow. And this right. is what you need to do. And by the way, I love the fact that you can tell Outliner to say, hey, there's checklists or or they're just items, you know, they're right. to do items. And it's like, listen, you'll need to print this out and you need to you need to check this off as you go along. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you've checked off everything on this list, you will not miss anything. Right. The other part of that is, though, that's a that's a live um, document. So if you share it with her and you do make a change and she goes back. Let's say you added a step or took a step away or something changed in the workflow because it's a live online document, right? Yep. If you, if you shared the link with her, not just a document, but the link to the outline, you know, she has to go to outliner and and sign in. Uh, I think she has to make a a profile, but the point of that is, you you know, it's sort of that document sharing like Google docs where if your, if your workflow does change, a lot of people work with workflows in their, in their day-to-day business a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of startup people, that's one of the things, Cliff, they really struggle at is creating workflows. And so I think, I think Outliner is really good for workflows. It's also really good, I think, for just normal to-dos. But in your case, yeah, that's a great example of a, of a workflow that is now documented. It, it, exactly. It's helping me document things. Um, you know, I have all these digital products that I want to create. It's helping me to sit down. It's like, listen, I, I want to provide an outline of what I'm going to do. And, and, and somebody listens to this, you're like, dude, I've been using Google Docs for that for months. You know, it's sure. like, seriously, it, well, the thing is, is I don't have Google. I, there is no good alternative to Google Docs on my iPad. Sure, I could get iWork, um, you know, the, or Pages or whatever that thing is. I don't want to get that. I, I don't want to mess around with that format. Um, I want something that, that's easy for me to type on and can sync to my computer without me having to sync to, you know, to iTunes. I want, I want it to sync wirelessly to the web and immediately have access back on my desktop it, should I choose to do so. Sure. And, and so this came along and, and, and I'm able to create these to-do lists as I'm going along. And I love the fact that I can just leave this thing up and running. And as I'm going through a task, I will tell you what, I, I'm not sure that I will delegate my, I will delegate my plus membership stuff, but I, I'll tell you what, what used to take me, you know, 45 minutes to do take, uh, mm-hmm. takes me like seven minutes. You know, wow. I, I've cut it down that much because now I just, it's like, I don't have to think it's like, Oh, what? Oh, I forgot to do that. Oh, did I do this? It's just like I go through and I follow the checklist. Did you know there's a book um, about, and this this show I think is really going to focus on to-do lists and getting things done. There is a book that is out about how the, you know, a lot of doctors, not a lot, but I should say actually not a lot, all doctors make mistakes. No doctor is perfect. And so they, they did these studies where they just made very simple checklists in operating rooms to where, you know, you're trained to do things, but so they just do them. 
Well, that what they did is they incorporated these very or implemented these very very basic to do lists, and the rate of errors dropped drastically because of these just very basic to do lists. And I think it's sort of it's sort of a pride thing, Cliff. Sometimes because we get into the mode of well, I know how to do that. I know how to do this WordPress install. I know how to apply this theme. I know how to do this screen capture. I know how to set up Tungle. I know how to, you know, whatever it might be. But documenting that. Number one, it can give you a product, but number two, uh, you're going to do it a lot better. Uh, you know, you're going to do it a lot more accurately. You know, and that's that's really what it comes down to is, you know, stop wasting your time by being prideful, uh, for me anyways, what it is, and saying, oh, I know how to do it in my head. If you make a list and you just go through the list, you'll probably get it done a lot faster, certainly more accurately. Yeah, that, that, and that that's the thing. So workflows is a big deal for me this week, and it's it's really been what has, you know, really helped me to get a lot of a lot of more a lot more comfort comfort uh and has reduced reduced a lot of stress for me to to know that i'm going to get things to a place where i'm i'm not going to be dropping the ball right you know it's not that i dropped dropped the ball on something this week Uh, you know i just i didn't get a proposal back to somebody like three weeks later until they told me they're like yeah and you said you were going to get that proposal to me just dropped it you know and so that happens but when you create workflows or to-do lists that actually work, you know, um, that won't happen nearly as often. Exactly. So, so let's see here. What other things here? We've got some updates uh, that are going on. Other other items to talk about. I really like what's going on in the world of Google Docs. You want to tell people what's going on there? Yeah, basically, and I'd love to know your percentage, Cliff. Based on, I mean, I'm sure you've used Microsoft Word, correct? And I have. Word and Excel. Okay. Uh, how much would you say the old Google Docs, let's say last week, how much do you think it was like, you know, how much did it have compared to, you know, Microsoft Word? Uh, hardly. Like what percentage? Oh, gosh. I would say Microsoft Word. I think Google Docs probably only has maybe 20, maybe 30% of what okay. functionality exactly. is in Word. Yeah. I was totally going to say 20 or 30%. Uh, and, and then you move on to the spreadsheets, or in this case would be Excel for Microsoft. Basically, what they've done is I think they've taken a big jump towards being more like Office, which is the standard. I mean, let's just admit it. Microsoft Office is the standard. It's, it's not perfect, but it's a standard. So what they basically have done is they've added a lot of features that make it much more like Microsoft Office. Um, you know, they've added some, you know, like when you're in Excel, when you want to change something inside of a, a cell, that's C-E-L-L, uh, you know, there's usually a bar at the top where you can also see the contents of the cell and make changes there. Well, they, they added that. So there's all these different things that you can do now uh, that are much more like, uh, you know, the original Microsoft Office that everyone's sort of used to. And so that they added that. They added, um, and I'm interested because I have not used Google Wave at all, just not at all. They added real-time collaboration. Now, I think in spreadsheets for Google Docs, you used to be able to, you can do chat, but you couldn't in the, in the just normal text editor, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it was sort of like goofy. Google does some things goofy, where you could chat over here, but you couldn't chat over there. Well, now they have real-time collaboration, where before you could see what box people were in uh, in the spreadsheets. Now you can actually see them typing um, you know, word for word. So it's more like Google Wave in that regard. So my question is, why do you need Google Wave if you're going to collaborate on something and you're going to see real-time sharing? 
Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I don't. I I never did like the Google Wave interface, and and one of the things Google Docs has done. Of course, I've not seen it in live action. Uh, I re- recently, uh, actually, we can. G- I'll tell you what. Let's do it real quick. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we have we, we have a business tech weekly show notes. So let's go into it real quick. I'm I'm in it now, and oh, and I've got a I got a hyperlink, I, or a shortcut for all my show notes. So. Are you there yet? Uh, Are you there yet? Doing, if you say it, if you say it more, I'll get there faster. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're in there. I am. All right, so this. Let's see. This is a test. Do you see me typing it as I type it? I don't. I don't see it either. I, I don't. And see, see, here's the other thing. See, I this don't see not, you in here. Only, only Google could get away with this. Uh, they just they roll out things like slowly. You know, like yeah. it, it's not it's not in everybody's. Huh. Um, it's not in everybody's. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see you in here either. Yeah. So I'm closing it. That's what it's what you get when you when you don't pay for it. Uh, exactly. Again, if I paid for it, you know. Anyway, uh, but they're gonna roll it out. And yeah. This is one of those things they do. They roll things out. So instead of uh, ba- basically instead of me typing and then hitting save on the document and then you refreshing and seeing it on your screen. Yep. Uh, yep. Instead, we're gonna be able to uh, collaborate on a Google Doc, and I'll see you typing as you're typing. Uh, this is already the case with S- Google spreadsheets. You know, I update a uh, a cell, and and it, you immediately see it if you're in the same thing. But definitely not there yet for Google Docs. But it's being rolled out, which I think is cool, and I think it does. I I, I wonder if they're using the Wave platform to make that happen. Mm. I'm not smart enough to figure that out, but yeah, I'm not. I, I, I do. I do know that they've added and they've drawn. They've added a drawing. Uh, yeah, I just I just saw that. Yeah, they had a drawing. Um, so anyway, I I just think they're getting closer to Microsoft Office. So um, and and I have all the links if you're going to send those to VA, but I have a link from Lifehacker. It's some, they have some really nice screenshots of all the updates they've done. But really what it's done is it's made it a lot more real-time collaborative. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's very close. It's certainly better than, you know, emailing a, a document back and forth, but it's gotten even closer. Now, here's an important thing, which, you know, again, you, you've taught me to do this better, Cliff, is read the fine print. At the very end of, I think the, yeah, at the end of the Lifehacker story, it says, now you can do Google Docs offline. So if you ever lose your internet connection, you can still have access to your documents you do not have access to those editing features as of right now in the offline mode. Right. So if I, you're offline, you're going to lose some functionality. I but not a huge deal. Did I, I tell me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that they there's some kind of announcement that one of the products is actually losing all Google Gear support. Well, see, and and I'll have to read this again more care- carefully maybe, but I read it as the new the new the new features uh, are not going to be available. New features are not going to be available. So I, I certainly would love to clarify that because that would sure stink if they, I lost offline capability. It would make me move away from Google Docs, not completely, but I would probably back up more because right. that's why I loved Google Docs. It's not just online collaboration, but the fact that if I was ever offline, I could still pull them up. Right. So really, it was it was yeah. just like. And- office you know uh, anonymous number 5054 in the chat room says they are killing off google gears as html5 is replacing it over time that is what i've heard uh th- yeah, so, so basically there's still going to be some offline capability but it's going to be done through html5 not through google gears anymore 
Yeah, which you know what? Frankly, I welcome that. Yeah, because I've done Firefox updates, which I don't do anymore. <laughs> uh, but Gears, it's always like behind. Right. You know, like it it doesn't doesn't work with the new update, and so I just I get I just want things to work, even if we have to simplify or step back. But uh, you know, I like I like the universal universal language. Um, it's so funny, Cliff. I don't know. Have you had you heard or have you heard much discussion about HTML five before the iPad? Uh, yeah, I had, but that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super geeky like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. I'm, I get, I'm less super geeky. I'd like to think I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a cape for the super geek, but, but, uh, I'm not as geeky as you are someday maybe, but I, I didn't hear that much conversation about it. And it's just funny for a device that so many people rip on, uh, that, that HTML5 is now such a big part of the com- the conversation. Yeah, it, the iPad definitely moved it forward. Uh, the HTML5 got I mean the iPhone really is when I started to hear a lot about okay. HTML5 is cuz I you know I wanted flash on the iPhone. It's like, well, you know, it supports HTML5 and I'm like, oh, so what's that? And so I started right. to it's like, oh, okay. And uh, and when the iPad was announced and they said it didn't have flash support, I mean, I was so against the iPad for right. for like three and a half days. And, <laughs> and, and then three, almost, solid, days. three, three days, solid days for three days for three days. I hated the iPad even before it was released. Uh, but um, but no. Yeah, the the HTML5, it, it's amazing stuff. It, it's it's still a little bit beyond me. I, I, I understand it to a certain extent. Uh, you know, it's it's weird to me to then know that this is a quote unquote standard that everything's going to talk the same. But however, yeah. you know, HTML5 audio support for MP3 is available in some browsers, but not Firefox. Cool. And it's like, well, wait a sec. I thought this is an open standard, and they're all going to work the same. And it's like now you're yeah. telling me it's not. It's like, well, it's Ogvormis. Okay, just let's. I'll, I'll I'll worry about HTML5. You know, five six months down the road, they'll work right. all that stuff out. Now, I was going to say on the um, on the HTML5 front. I know you said you, you. I think I was listening to another show. You were working on making sure your pages were more compliant with HTML5. Did you actually switch? Uh, I know you haven't done a ton of stuff on YouTube, but you can switch your YouTube to just HTML5. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, but what I have done is it, I, I've noticed that as long as I mean it doesn't. You don't have to officially do anything. But if you post embed a video from YouTube on your blog, it automatically ha- embeds it to where it will work um, in HTML5. Right, right. I thought it was something where you could switch your whole channel to it. And the difference that I saw was there was no load time. You know, if I skipped to eight minutes into my video, I didn't oh. have to wait for it to load up to the eight minute mark. Right. It just played right at that eight minute mark. Oh, that's so, nice. Oh, it was great. It's. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, that's... It's one of those things where you used to uh, wait for your your connection to dial in, you know, you know all that dial in when you had a phone dial in yeah. for your modem. Yeah. And it's like, what did I do with all that time, <laughs> you know? And now that's going to be the new thing. It's we're not going to have to wait for things to load as much, which is going to be great. I mean, that's yeah. that's the biggest difference I've seen. So. Well, I I'm excited about HTML5 and and the new web standards and seeing if you know because the and and the biggest thing for me is I'm excited that people with IE6 all over the world uh, are going to start saying, "Dude, get a new browser." Yeah. You know, it, it's not just us who don't want to do it anymore. It's just big companies. 
uh, like Google and, and other folks, they're, they're basically going to say, listen, our site doesn't work on that measly little browser you got. Right. It's, t- it's time right. to upgrade. Yep. It's so, called competition. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. So. And, and the other thing is, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the day where, where pretty much, you know, you, that, you know, kind of like how Microsoft and all these other companies, uh, they only, uh, give support for maybe one or two versions back. Like for example, right. I think Windows is Microsoft is still they're still supporting Windows XP, but but <laughs> yeah. but there's no support for Windows 98 anymore. You know, right. if you're on Windows 98, something breaks, they're going to just say, "Sorry, we don't support that anymore." And sure. and and that so that's two versions back for Windows. And and I'm I I'm looking forward to the day where it's like listen it you know we support we we design our websites to work with the two most recent versions of all the standard browsers i.e. Uh, which will be eight and I guess now nine um, and then you know so now that you know if nine's coming out soon I think I think everybody should start getting ready to stop supporting i.e. seven. You know, and mm-hmm. if you if everybody would just make a collaborative effort to only support and write their sites for the most recent two uh, browsers, and just have a have a little uh, site that a little message that pulls up and says, "Sorry, you must upgrade to you know at least the new you know the one of the most recent two versions of a browser." I, I think that that will get people to to stay up to date because then that's when we're going to see some really awesome web development some some awesome features because i think a lot of people dumb their sites down so that it'll work for the largest number of people yeah they do they do and uh i just think that that views are what speak you know viewers are what speak on television and views on pages is what works with uh with your website so um yeah i mean i i I, I I would take me a while to find Internet Explorer on my computer. I don't I haven't used it in so long. So yeah, yeah. Hey, some other news. Um, two things, two two business tech weekly things that we love. Y Stamp and Tungle have uh, partnered up together, and basically this means that when you when you download Y Stamp as an add on, Tungle is going to be one of the options for the social network or tools that you can implement into Y Stamp. And I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I talked to the founder of Ystamp for like 45 minutes the other day. He's in Israel. And uh, we might have him on the show. I don't know yet. But uh, I, they, I, I'm interested to talk to him maybe on the show because yet another service that doesn't charge anything right now and that I like a lot. And so I'm really curious to see, um, curious to, to have them on and talk about what's your business model and how does it work. And right now their model is uh, to take donations, and I, I guess that's been going okay for them. I don't think they have a, a huge amount of overhead, but um, they've partnered with Tungle, and 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 he said that they are going to have some premium options available in the future. And uh, so I was very excited about that, and told him I wanted to be a part of the the testing for that. But Ystamp and Tungle, two of our favorites, Ystamp being custom signatures uh, in uh, email accounts that sometimes don't handle them, like Gmail natively doesn't handle. Uh, custom signatures and then tungle have teamed up so, uh, so a nice so partnership what what is it that that tungle brings to the y stamp is it just you know here's well, basically it's they're natively a, a part of it meaning they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna include another scheduling service as part of the na- like the y stamps founder their goal is to have and this doesn't matter for you and i but their goal in order to become a widely adopted service is to have no one deal with html at all so my signature is 
HTML code I put together to make a cool signature, right? But their goal is to make it so that it is quite simply, you go there, you click a few buttons, and you have a beautiful signature. Now, you and I want some more customization, so we kind of tweak it even more, which we can do, which is nice. But they're just saying, here are the, here are the services that we're going to bundle together with Ystamp. We're going to endorse as Ystamp. And as we know, there's more services than just Tungle out there for scheduling. So the fact that they have partnered up and said, we want to work together, uh, you know, it's sort of a cool endorsement. So, yeah. I, and I, I like it because, and it's not huge and revolutionary. They're not going to like change each other's products that much. But I just think it's wise stamp saying we're going to use Tungle as the the service of choice for scheduling, right? Um, which is kind of cool. I, I think it's cool because we love wise stamp and we love Tungle, and so the fact that they're connecting, it was nice. Very cool. Hey, Mailchimp's got some news that's happened. Uh, did you get the this new is app? Cool. Uh, it's not out yet. Oh, okay. It's not out yet. This is what's goofy. They have a promo for it. And seriously, go check it out. Um, uh, there's a link. We'll put a link in the show notes, but it's on the MailChimp.com uh, blog. And it's called Chimpa Dedoo. Chimp A D E E D O O. Chimpa Dedoo. And it's a MailChimp uh, app for the iPad. And basically, it just takes your iPad and makes it a huge newsletter sign up screen. <laughs> um, and it is, uh, it's just, it just looks really cool. And a lot of people have been using extra computers, uh, you know, on the desk, uh, at the counter at their business to have people sign up for newsletters and stuff like that. But this will actually give them an opportunity to use an iPad for it. So let's just say you're, you've got an iPad and you're a business owner and you're walking around your store and you say, you know, would you like to sign up for a newsletter? Sure. And you just hand them an iPad and they tap in their information and boom. But it's going to be an app built in iPad. So it'll be, you know, pretty slick. And I really like the way that MailChimp's design works. I think their design team does a really good job of making stuff look really, just really attractive. And so I'm excited to see it come out. And um, I do have the Twitter handle Chippity Do. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I wanted to see if anyone <laughs> got it yet. So I got it. <laughs> that is awesome. Cyber squatting on a company's <laughs> brand. You uh. know what, though? I went to the chippitydo.com and they registered it like six days ago. So. They, uh, they, I guess it was like the day before they announced or whatever, but it's, I don't know. It just looks cool. I'm pretty excited about it. So and for those MailChimp fans, so, uh, that's another update. So you can check out that on the MailChimp.com blog. We'll have a link in the show notes. I just want to let people um, know that they, there is an application already for the iPhone for yes. MailChimp, which by the way, yes. I, I just now, while you were talking, I just <laughs> downloaded and installed and, uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's it's, it's, it's really it's easy slick. to add a new member right from this little i. I this is nice. Yeah. Um, now look, I wonder, and and we'll have to see when when the app is already there. But if you give it to somebody to add a new member, I uh-huh. guess I guess the question becomes: uh, Do they still have to do the? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's still have to opt in. Yeah, still have to do the email afterwards. Yeah, I think Mailchimp is natively uh, double opt in. So. Yeah, I, I would assume so. This is cool. But, I, I like this. Yeah. I, I'm glad. That, thank you. Uh, You're I, welcome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Um, then there's something else. Uh, let's see. New e- e-newsletter distribution model for Andy. So tell me all, all about right, so this. So I'm trying this out. So I have stunk at sending out e-newsletters and the fact that I haven't done it at all. Okay. So that's my level of stink. But I just didn't figure where it fit in, in my distribution. You know, you've got Facebook updates and Twitter updates and e-newsletter updates and everybody wants these updates, but I don't want to like inundate people with updates of the same thing. 
So I just said, I'm not going to put anything out. So what I decided to do, and this is just an experiment right now, is MailChimp has an RSS feed feature to where, or template to where you plug an RSS feed into uh, the template, and basically it'll check as often as you'd like it to and pull your whatever information has been put on that RSS feed and put it into a newsletter and send it out. So I put in my blog. So I put a couple blog posts a week, and then when I do a blog post, uh, MailChimp will go once a week and look at my blog and say, okay, is there any new information there? And if there is, they'll take it and they'll organize it and make it look good, and they'll send it out in an e-newsletter format. So basically, I am. it's sort of like a ping thing or a Hootsuite thing where you can send out one message and it gets out to... Uh, you know, multiple sources um, because, you know, some people look at my blog in Google Reader, some people go directly to it, but, you know, if people sign up for my newsletter, then I'm going to try for a while to just basically send them my blog, but send it to their inbox and see how they like it. In addition to that, I plan on, you know, sending out other e-newsletters that aren't, you know, fitting for blog posts, but I didn't know that you could have that feature where you can actually pull an RSS feed into an e-newsletter and then send that out automatically. Um, but you just make the template and tell what RSS feed you want and it'll automatically send them out uh, as you post information to that RSS feed. So I'm going to try that out for a while and see what kind of response and feedback I get. And um, and so far, you know, I had, I had a really good open rate today when I did it for the first time. So we'll see. See how it works. Yeah, I, I'm looking here. I got an email from you at 7.04 a.m. nine hours ago. And yep. it says here, um, technology interpreted the in- insights from the mind of Andy Traub. I want to say that this is an interesting uh, layout for your theme. Is this something that was like standard stock and you just updated? or uh, I tweaked it a little bit. I tweaked it a little bit. Like I put that custom header in, um, you know, with my picture in the, you know, that's a 600 by 175 Photoshop picture that I, you know, I just tweaked the little header and put it in there. But um, what about the technology, the the title with the with the solid bar, then with the I what, built that. Yeah, you, you built I did that. that. Okay, I did that. It's just that's a six hundred by one seventy five image. Okay, but the stuff on the right side that's really clean. Yes, you know, like that that was native. That was there already. Um, I, I I I there was a dead link in there. I fixed that, and then I added some social media links so that the next one you get to look a little different. But in the main part there, le- Cliff, on the left side where it's got the 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 blog post yeah um, that is that all it is on when I look at my template it's just like it's like RSS feed it says some little code like that's all it says and then it's just gonna pull in um, it's gonna pull in information from that RSS so if I if I send it out every Monday and I have three blog posts throughout the week on Monday it's gonna pull in three those three and, and actually, I think it does a thing where it only adds like the first 150 words and then it has a read more option, right. which is kind of cool because then it pulls traffic to your blog. But right. what it's done for me is it allows me sort of one less thing to do, but another way to reach people. Right. And so, you know, we'll see how it works. Some people, you know, that subscribe to my blog already, they're, they're probably going to be annoyed because it's like, hey, I already, I already get this information. But for other people who live in their inbox, which frankly I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't mind I don't mind someone sending me a summary of their blog post if I'm not going to put it in my Google Reader, which I may or may not. So right. we'll see how it goes. But I, it's another function of MailChimp that I like. Uh, I'm still on the free plan, and um, you know I'd love to have to update <laughs> someday because I have enough subscribers to do so. But 
just thought folks might want to know a different way of doing an e-newsletter that is maybe a little more. I mean, I'm done. I don't have to. I don't have to go in there and send out an e-newsletter. You know, it just goes out automatically. So. Right. Very interesting. I'll, I'll be glad to see how that works out for you. Um, you know, I've, I've I've never really done a whole a lot of blogging enough to actually make that worthwhile. Although I will say that this week I did put together a blog post. Did you see the blog post I put out this week? Which one was it? Uh, part, pu- publishing sorry, publishing your eBooks. No, I didn't read that. Yeah, go if uh, check this out. If you go to uh, podcastanswerman.com slash epub. And uh, so basically, I, I, I did a very, it's, it's probably, it's for me, it's a very lengthy uh, blog post on why now is the perfect time to publish your own book, uh, your own ebook, and how you can actually easily distribute it and have an audience of millions and millions and millions of people sure. who now have uh, portable devices that they can read those books on. Uh, and those books will look very nice using the EPUB format. Nice. Are you using, I see you're using the discuss comments for your... Oh, yeah. I love discuss. I love discuss. Now, I will tell some folks that there are some... Um, this is sort of a sidebar, but we're talking about when you leave comments in a blog, there's different... There's like a native comment format in WordPress, but there's this thing called discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, and it's a comment um, system you can plug add, add it to the WordPress. And it's just a really... I just think it's a really beautiful, simple way to integrate... I can sign in as my Facebook or my Twitter account. Um, it keeps track of, you know, it just basically threads them like conversations. It's very slick, but the formatting of it sometimes can be a little funky. So I've had to go in and, and find some, some, some tweaks for it, but discuss comments are really nice. But no, I, uh, this is a good post. I will make sure that I uh, take some time to read it. It looks like you put a lot of time into it. So Yeah, I did. I actually spent about an hour formulating all of that, about an hour, hour and a half. And it, it's something, you know, I know there's a book inside of me, actually several of them. And I've been thinking about writing a book and had several people ask me to write a book. And so, you know, the more I think about it now might be the time that actually I start really getting serious about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, my, and by cool. the way, folks, th- I've got links to the places where you can go to the software to actually create what's called an EPUB uh, version of your books. And that software will make it very easy for you to make it. You can charge for it right on your website. People can download it, just drag it into their iTunes and boom, it's on their iPhone and on their iPad. Gotcha. And they can read it. And it's not like, I mean, the thing is you could have always created a PDF document but you know what? I've tried to read ebooks that are just PDF documents, and I, I don't ever read PDF documents. Uh, I don't read books from my computer desktop, uh, and right. and even on the iPhone and iPad, you know, sometimes the the formatting is just so sterile in a yeah. PDF document. But if you put it in EPUB format, it it formats nicely for the screen, depending on what you know font size I have. It, yeah, EPUB is great. So again, so is uh, EPUB is EPUB the native for Kindle? Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think EPUB oh. is. Uh, I, I I think you can actually put EPUB on the. You Kindle. can. I know you can because I use Calibre, which you make mention of. Yeah. Um, in there. So okay. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. very cool stuff. Right. And yeah, one, one uh, last let, update I've got. Do you have anything else? Well, before you do that, let's mo- before you sure. move on, let's talk a little bit more about discuss because uh, you brought it up. Oh on. yeah, sure. Um, uh, let me tell you, because by the way, if you have a WordPress site, it automatically comes in built in with a a comments engine. 
Okay, so so it keeps track of comments. It emails you to let you know you've got a new comment. You can approve it if right. you want to moderate it. All of that other stuff. Well, right. one of the big things I love about Discuss, actually, there are two major things I love about Discuss. One is it, it is that it actually, whenever somebody leaves you a comment and you reply to their comment, that person gets an email mm-hmm. automatically. So mm-hmm. what? So Andy, if you leave a blog, if you leave a comment on my post and I reply to it right underneath your thing, you are going to get an email with what I replied on the website. Now I was doing this manually forever, so I would right. I would reply to you via I would actually I would reply on the blog so that other people would know that I actually do interact with my community. <laughs> and right. then number two, I would take whatever I wrote there and then I would send that to you in an email. Well, Jeez. I don't have to do that yes. anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's ridiculous. No, it's it's relationship building. No, I know, but that's that's yeah. Anyway, you don't have to do that anymore. Exactly. You know what though? Here here's another tip. I I, I made a mention uh, on someone's blog post and then it like took off. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to say one thing and then they started like it wasn't about what I said, but it's like there's like 40 other comments and I was like, "Okay, I don't want any more email about this thread you know yeah. you can also go in there and just unsubscribe from the thread so yes. it's not like you're you're stuck yeah. but discuss comments they make your comments look better and then once you, they, people can sign in with their facebook or twitter profiles yes you can make it so your comment automatically goes out to your facebook and twitter profile uh it, it pulls your avatar or your picture from am i using that is that the right term yeah, for that avatar. Av- okay yeah I was, I was think of james cameron's movie which freaks me out um but It'll pull your avatar from those profiles. So if you sign in via Twitter or Facebook, and that's what I think that's the main reason I like it. Probably two main things. Okay, it's number one, I don't have to get another login, and and it's, but it'll still know who I am. You know what I mean? I don't have to. I hate it when it's like, what's your website? What's your da da da? It's like just let me sign in via Facebook or Twitter. Yes, because those are easier. Okay, um, so that's number one uh, on a sign in part. And number two is I like the way just aesthetically it just looks good. The, right. the threaded conversation and just the sort of the soft tones to it. It's not too text heavy. You know, it, it just, it's just really, really nice. Now, again, I've had some formatting issues, so I've had to go out and find some forums and, you know, like the indenting it and things like that. But, um, but in general, uh, Discuss is an awesome comment system. And the cool thing is, if you already have comments, you can implement the Discuss system and it'll pull your comments over into it. It'll, you can import your old comments into the, you know, when you import discuss. So yeah, pretty slick. Absolutely. All right. Gmail place today. We're all all, place today. Dude, there's so much, man. There's so much, uh, Gmail drag and drop attachments and calendar improvements. Tell us a little bit about this. So I love add ons. I love grease monkey scripts and all those weird things. You know, Andy, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Believe this or not. I am a, I am, I am solid geek to the core. Yeah. And I know exactly what a Grease Monkey script is. Would you believe I have never installed Grease Monkey <laughs> and have never used one of these things? Really? So, so Andy, do me a favor. Tell me. Oh, you're going to ask me to tell you what it is. Tell me what it is and how can I install it quickly and easily? Well, I, well here's <laughs> you're putting me on a tough spot because the point is you don't have to do it anymore. Like I had these Grease Monkey scripts and basically, well, I should say I have one. Um, I think Grease Monkey is like a, it's like a, it's almost like a foundation that you can add these other, you can add more code to it to sort of tweak sites that you go to often or add functionality to them. Like for instance, on Hootsuite, 
I have Grease Monkey installed. I think that's the main add-on is Grease Monkey. And then I added a script. And honestly, I don't even remember how I did it, but I added a script. Maybe I think you just once you have Grease Monkey installed as an add-on, you just click Add Script and it automatically adds it on. But it'll add functionality to your page or your browser. So with Hootsuite, I added a script to where I, you know, I have like seven different things I can post to from Hootsuite. But it's always sort of a pain in the rear because I have to choose which one I want it to go hey, to. Cliff, so I love for it. Sorry, I'd love for it to have. Sorry, right, so I'd love for it to have a default one that it always goes to. So whenever I type a message and I hit enter, that it would just go to my main Twitter account. So someone wrote a Grease Monkey script to where it does that, and someone had written a Grease Monkey script for Gmail to where you could drag and drop um, file attachments. So you you know just like you drag and drop things into a folder, you can drag a folder or file from your desktop or wherever it is over your message in Gmail, and then it would attach it. Well, Gmail has made that native now. So, nat- and again, they roll these things out, so I don't know if it's active right now. But, um, you know, in general, you should be able to compose a new message and then drag a file over and attach it just by dragging and dropping. Right. But I'm not going to be a very good person to tell you about Grease Monkey scripts other than it adds functionality to a page through some script. All right. Well, I, I the Sorry. reason why I ask is, you know, the I, I check Facebook and... You set me up to fail or what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought that maybe you could just tell me real quick, but that's fine. I, I mean, it's no big deal. I, I mean, here I am. I don't even know how to use the thing yet because I've never really cared enough to do it. But but uh, the more and more, I, I, I go to Facebook and I sign in and I see, you know, I click on the notifications and I go and see all notifications and you know, the, the problem is, is these people, they invite you to an event and somehow you're automatically on the email list for that event. Yeah. So you have to actually go in and remove everything from your events. It's like remove event from my calendar, remove event from it's like I've never put it on my calendar. You right. know, it's like, oh, so basically you have to go in and manually do this. Well, there's a grease monkey s- script that will go in and you can say, hey, <laughs> block, you know, here, here's my notification. I'm on my notification page. Go through and block all applications, ignore all requests, uh, and and uh, remove all events from, click to remove all events from my calendar. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? It's all these annoying things and someone's like, I'm going to write a script for that. Yeah. You know, like Cliff, you've you, you been on Craigslist before? Yep. Right, the most annoying thing in the world for me on Craigslist is it's so simple that I have to click on it to look at the pictures. So someone wrote a script to where when you scroll through Craigslist, it shows you the picture that's attached to the listing. That's nice because I, I know because I'm always like, oh, I want to see what the picture is, and so I'm just clicking and clicking and clicking, and so now it doesn't give the full description, but it'll see the title, and then below, if there's any pictures that are part of it, it'll show not the full size, but a smaller. So I'm like. It was just annoying me one day, and I'm like, someone had to have written something to fix this. So I, t- I typed like Craigslist with pictures or something like that, automatic or something, and it was a Grease Monkey script. So it's these little improvements they've made. Um, Cliff, I don't know if you've got your Gmail open. Take a file and drop and drop and um, drag it over a composed message. It's pretty slick. Um, okay, it, so it, it make it really bold. So open up a compose a message. Uh, well, and that's what I'm doing hey, here. Cliff, so- so, uh, so here it is. I, I have a brand new message and I'm going to drag it over and all it does is put a link to my desktop. So it says file colon slash slash user slash cliff. So it's just a link to my local place where it's on the drive. So it's not working for me. Huh? Now you say Mine in is, Gmail. You, are you, now I use Google, Google Apps. Apps. 
Yeah, hold on. My, when I hover over it, it says really big drop files here to add them as attachments. Mine says it really big. Okay, mine I, mine does not. And mine is, yeah, mine worked. Yeah. Mine's better than yours. All right, okay, there, there you go. <laughs> so all this crap that's available now, this is just not ruled it's not out not available. To right. It's not right. available to me yet. So in 2013, this will all be implemented perfectly. Exactly. So. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's all the updates I have. All right, cool. Well, hey, I, I think we have enough. Um, I, <laughs> we we basically have some calls here. I'm going to take some calls if you don't mind. And, yeah, let's do and that. See. I do want to spend another time talking about some more information on to-do lists because there's some great stuff from a book by Jason Fried and the other guy's name I can never pronounce, but the founders of 37 Signals about, about to-do lists and how to do them well. And so I think we'll maybe get into Outliner a little bit more for the iPad, but... Let's listen to some listener feedback, man. That's awesome. All right. Here comes one from Mark. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Andy. This is Mark with uh, KSADefense.com, your source for personal protection training here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I had a question for uh, Business Tech Weekly. And just let you guys know, this is one of the shows, one of the main reasons that I actually became a Plus member. Uh, so I wanted to give you kudos there. Uh, over, looking overall, um, online personas, um, I've got multiple niche interests and things that I do, and looking for a way to kind of manage those profiles or those identities. Sometimes all the niches I'm involved in aren't just me as Mark, uh, maybe another persona or another um, screen name or, or something like that in some different niches. So I wonder if there's anything out there, some suggestions to really manage those personas and those, uh, those profiles um, in the different niches I'm in. Thanks, guys. Mark, I have one company for you to check out. Hootsuite.com. H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E.com. Hootsuite.com. It will rock your world. I mean, it it allows you to manage multiple Facebook accounts, multiple fan pages, multiple Twitter accounts. I mean, it does it all. It is amazing. King FM. I mean, yeah. LinkedIn. All those. Um, yeah. Justin, Justin Lucas Savage and I are actually going to do uh, a webinar on this in May and basically show like not just the basics, but really dig in to how you can manage almost everything directly from who. There was a few things, Cliff, I kept going back to Twitter for. Yeah. But, um, but you dig deeper into Hootsuite, it's got even more ways to manage your profiles than I ever even knew about. It's even got a Twitter score like your like how, um, like it's like your social media score. Have you right. seen that before? So like it'll, it'll, it'll measure your connections with people. Oh so yeah. So you could have someone with 10,000 followers, but their score isn't as high as yours because yours, you have better quality interactions with people, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So, I ha- there's a lot of those services out there that, that kind of yeah. give you those measurements. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, definitely the, without a, without any hesitation, there, there's only one place I'm going to tell you to go. Hootsuite.com. Yeah, web-based, it's it's wonderful. Um, and uh, Cliff, I know you and I use it a ton. And and man, that's awesome. So he became a Plus member? Uh, yeah, he Sounds became like- a Plus member, yes, just recently. In fact, we're, we last week we went from 361 and we're now at 369. So eight new nice. Plus members this week and a uh, very huge blessing. So that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's just a blessing because each one of those people brings a different set, not just of needs, but of talents to the community. So they're going to call in with different kinds of questions. They're going to add different pieces of advice to us. 
So um, I just love the community keeps getting bigger because I have made some really awesome friendships uh, and, and also, you know, some business partners now um, collaborating with people through the community. So um, welcome to the community and thanks for, thanks for joining. I'm glad that Business Tech Weekly could, could push you over the edge. Absolutely. All right. So the next one here comes from uh, Keith and he wants to know some top tools for new businesses. So here we go. Hello, this is Keith Parsons with Wireless Land Weekly Podcast with a audio feedback for Business Tech Weekly. I'd like you guys to uh, talk through the process, and perhaps this could be an, an entire episode on what would a user do if they haven't started down the path of running a computer-based business? What tools would you recommend that they get started with? Say they already have, you know, an email account and a computer and a laptop, but they'd like to run their own business. Uh, what would the you know top five, top ten things be that you'd recommend that they start with? Look forward to hearing this on an upcoming podcast. You guys are doing great work on Business Tech Weekly. Thank you, Andy. I think that that sounds like an idea for a wonderful, uh, just an entire episode. Yeah, you like know, sort of the like the, the t- if you're starting from nothing. Here's the foundation of what you need. Is that yeah? So the, kind of that. Yeah, the top. Let, let's do a top ten. Um, let's see, top ten tech pe- tools. Come yeah, on. top keep ten it, tech keep tools. The alliteration going. <laughs> All right. So for new online business. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what or, we'll yeah, do? Web based or whatever you want to do. Yeah. 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 Sure. So so we'll do that. We'll that'll be next week's topic then. And I've already added that to the show notes for next week. So wait, waiting for the outliner invitation. There you go. Actually, we'll keep the same we'll same that. outline going. Yeah. All right. So you're just going to delete the the old stuff. No, off no it, it, everything. And I'll show you that later. But it, it's all collapsible. So episode thirty, we'll just collapse uh-huh. it down. Yeah, Great. it's awesome. Cool. Yep. All right. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll cover that next week. Let's see if uh, Brent Green called in and uh, let's Brent. see. Yeah, Brent called and he's got a question or a comment or something. So let's see what this is. Hi, this is Brent Green calling in for the Business Tech Weekly Podcast. Hey, enjoyed the last episode and looking forward to the next episode where you're talking about face-to-face community. And just wanted to leave a comment on that. I, you know, I'm fairly new to the social media thing and the new media thing. Cliff and Andy, you guys, you guys have really helped me kind of go to the next level in understanding that for my business, but I would agree that there is nothing like the face-to-face aspect. Like Andy and I met each other not long after uh, I had heard the Business Tech Weekly podcast, and that's really taken that relationship further. One more thing about community, the kind of the face-to-face and online community, it's really helped us build our business at uh, it's a coaching business at pursuingmeaningfulwork.com is just the input of others in that community being i've been a part of free agent academy for a couple of months and i I would just say wow people that challenge me that are for me that help me really think through things before i make a business decision so you folks out there that are listening and you have a small business or medium-sized business gosh get plugged in with that community somewhere that can really help you grow and help you think outside your own little box, things like that. Hey, thanks for what you guys do. Looking forward to the next episode. Bye-bye. Brent, thank you very much, my friend, and valuable and very wise advice. Uh, You you definitely need to be a part of uh, something that gets you outside of your own little bubble, outside of your own box, your own way of thinking. Somebody can 
challenge you and somebody who can really pour into you and 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 to to help you see where you can go beyond your own wildest dreams. Yeah, my I've I've got a tremendous amount of connections, friends, and business from online communities like 48days.net, which is when I've met Dan for the first time, uh, and Pierce and Justin, all these, and Chuck Bowen, all these people, and, and then Free Agent Academy, which is the paid uh, version, really, of 48days.net, um, because I met them offline. Yeah. So I know we talked about that in the episode, but they're, that's just really, that's really almost impossible to, uh, you know, to get around. Yep. You know, there's just, there's nothing quite as valuable as that, which is why I'll be in Cincinnati later in the summer, I hope. Sweet. I like to hear that. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Well, folks, if you want to call in, uh, that we pretty much just uh, ran out of uh, voice feedback, so uh, we just <laughs> we just used it all up here. But that's okay. You'll make more because uh, all you have to do is get. Oh goodness, I hate when that happens. You, what happened? Uh, I. It's okay. uh, yeah, I know. You're I'm, not perfect, are you? I I try to be. I try to be perfect. But <laughs> maybe anyway, tomorrow, dude. maybe, maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. I'll try again. So anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, well, you can make more. Feedback. Feedback. Yeah. 859-795-4067. Give us a call today. 859-795-4067. Do you have a suggestion? What do you think should be on the top 10 tech tools for new online web-based businesses. Try saying that five. And you have to say the title. You you have to say, I think this should be a top 10 tech tool for web-based businesses. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Just give us a call. 859-795-4067. Andy, uh, what else is going on? Anything else that we need to mention? Um, No, I think... I think it's a, it's a good season to be spending time with family. It's getting nice outside around here. So don't forget that business is great. But uh, if you got family, make sure you take some time off and spend it with them as well. That's right. Hey, I do I do want to mention something. I, I won't play the promo after this, this time. But I, I, I do want to mention Stephanie and I are throwing a huge, gigantic shindig here in, in northern Kentucky. It is. They're saying, I'll play it. Okay, I'll play it. Uh, but after after this music, I'm going to play a, fina- uh, a, a GSPN.TV Lost series finale promo. And even if you've never seen the TV show Lost, have no idea what it's all about, gave up on it, never cared for it, it doesn't matter. This party that we're having is not just about a TV show. It is about community. And I will tell you, it is going to be a weekend event. It's not just, I mean, there's a one party that lasts five hours that's definitely um, just an amazing, it's going to be an amazing event where we come and celebrate the greatest television show on earth. But all day Saturday, Sunday, we're hanging out as a community. Please come and participate that weekend. And there's details. Uh, at the end of this promo that I'm going to play here, it's going to it's going to tell you all about it. So, Andy, anything else before I play the promo? I think Andy's already left. <laughs> think- I'm here. Sorry. Join the community. That's what I was going to say. There so you go. Join-, join the community. All right. I'll go ahead and play the promo. Here you go. You've followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny. And now... It must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island. But 
Not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations. We're going on vacation, baby. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost Series Finale Party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Don't miss the GSPN Lost Finale Party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances. Sign up today at gspn.tv slash lost party.